It's Inauguration Day here in Indiana. The governor, the lieutenant governor, the new attorney general, Todd Rakita, they are all getting sworn in. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, uh, good morning. Uh, and there's more than that happening. Gary Dick joins us from InsideIndianaBusiness.com uh, on Twitter at IIB, at Gary Dick, G-E-R-R-Y, at Gary Dick. One of the big pieces of news, the Pacers, they're going to be having fans uh, back in uh, the the room there at Banker's Life. Starts with 1,000 and grows from there. Uh, so there's two questions here. Uh, a, uh, how quickly will this grow? And then B, um, does this have any backlash from Indianapolis businesses that aren't able to open to even accommodate the thousand people they might be able to accommodate? Well, I think uh, to your first question, too, I think the Pacers are taking a measured approach at, at welcoming fans back and doing it in a way that makes sense from a health perspective. Uh, as I think you mentioned, um, the team will limit sales to about 1,000 tickets per game. Uh, that's through January 25th uh, uh, in terms of how many people they'll they'll consider uh, uh, having in tickets sold. Uh, and then look at gradually increasing that number. The Marion County Health Department currently allows about 25% capacity, 4,500 attendees. So they're going to take a, a wait-and-see attitude uh, in terms of, uh, of letting fans back in. Certainly the Pacers, everyone. Bankers Life Fieldhouse has been impacted uh, so greatly, uh, not only by sporting events, but entertainment events and those types of things. And to even get a few fans uh, into Bankers Life Fieldhouse will be some potentially good news for businesses downtown who obviously have been uh, starved for business uh, for months now. Uh, look, you're not going to get me to disagree um, with the fact that I, I, I most definitely – uh, want to want to see them in there, right? I want to see people going and enjoying and doing. I want that for this city. Uh, that that much has not uh, changed uh, on from me, and is 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 not about to. Uh, it's just a question of are we hearing uh, of anybody else saying, "Hey, uh, can we open a little bit more to be able to accommodate these people, be able to get more people in the door?" Are we hearing anything like that? You know, more broadly outside of this Pacers announcement, I, I'm not hear, hearing more. Certainly it's the topic of discussion, as you are well aware, and I know you've had discussions with, with people as well. It's a huge issue uh, for businesses throughout the county, throughout the state, uh, in terms of being able to allow more people into their respective businesses. And I think whether you're looking at the, at the Pacers, I know in uh, northeast Indiana, uh, the Fort Wayne Comets, Announced, hey, they're going to get back on the ice uh, soon. The uh, the uh, the ice uh, doing the same, uh, or the fuel doing the same thing. The uh, ice. Here, How in, old in, are in, you? Yeah, I, I know. I, That's I really awesome. Out there, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it is, and it's 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 a it's a delicate issue. And if you look at the Pacers announcement that goes along with this, working with the Marion County Health Department. And protocols include health screenings and face masks and distancing and so many, uh, so many types of things. So it's uh, it's a, you know, uh, kind of crawl before you walk type situation. Talking to Gary Dick of InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. And of course, you've got all of March Madness in Indianapolis. You've got games in Bloomington, games in West Lafayette, games at Mackey. Yeah. But uh, Indiana uh, Farmers Coliseum. And Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Uh, 
how good is this? How good is the city feeling right now because of it? Great. I, I mean, you, you, you talk about uh, something that has the potential to be a real stimulus for the economy at a time when it's desperately needed. You know, the estimates, who knows uh, at this point, but the estimates uh, are pegged at $100 million in terms of the economic impact that having all 67 games in the state uh, would have uh, on the economy. Uh, I talked with the vice president of basketball for the NCAA, Dan Gavitt, and uh, he said there is still a possibility that, in fact, fans can be or will be allowed in because that's the big question. Are fans going to be allowed in? Right now, the only people who have the okay to attend those games are the the families of student athletes and coaches and and, uh, administrators, those involved with the games. A decision will be made, uh, he says, early in February in terms of allowing uh, fans beyond that number into these games. And that will determine, uh, in large part, you know, that economic impact. You know, can, can we get fans who can actually come downtown or come to these venues in West Lafayette and, and Bloomington and throughout central Indiana to attend the games and spend money? Uh, let me just uh, say it now, just in case anybody's curious. If the rules are that only player families and others can attend, if you're an elected official – don't show up. You're, just don't show up. A huge, huge mistake. Now, as you that's my take. That doesn't have to be yours, Gary. Uh, one of the things you guys are reporting is that the state has hit its revenue projection. So is this for the month uh, ending December, or is this for the whole year of, of 2020? How is that even possible? And what are they looking at for 2021 in terms of shortfalls or other issues as they're trying to put together uh, the budget? Yeah, and they were talking about their 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 gear in their their. Um... December uh, 2019 levels comparing uh, Indiana revenue December to December. But uh, you know, it's a big question, and it's still a lot of uncertainty, Tony. And I think in terms of the fallout, we talk about you know restaurants and what's going to be the fallout uh, in, the, in a month ahead. How many restaurants are going to unfortunately go by the wayside that we haven't seen yet that will uh, in the future? As you look at, at not only the state but cities and towns throughout the state of Indiana and the impact they are going to be uh, felt or feeling uh, going forward. That's the big question mark. And without question, cities and towns throughout Indiana will be facing some very difficult situations and difficult decisions because uh, obviously their revenues uh, have been hit substantially by the pandemic. Now I've been uh, taking a look at, at the site, right? Of course, inside Indiana business.com and, and, uh, you know, following along with some of the things going on. And I think the best story, there is a woman in Fishers by the name of Laura Massal who is going on Bloomberg TV for a uh, show called Two Minute Drill, which is basically a takeoff on, on Shark Tank. And she is going to be pitching her co- line of cooling pajamas for women going through menopause-related night sweats. And I think if you want the niche business, holy cow of an idea, uh, is is this selling already? Or is this just an idea in, in theory and they haven't even launched yet? 
No, they've lost. And in fact, we had her on the show uh, a, a few months ago. And I think it's a great example uh, when you talk about entrepreneurs and innovation. Uh, she co-founded the company with uh, a lady by the name of Mindy Ford. They started Cool Revolution in 2019 because they were unable to find the kinds of sleepwear they needed to help with night sweats. Uh, so it was it was to solve, uh, in large part, a problem they were having. So they said, hey, let's create uh, a product. Let's pre- create technology. And these are pajamas that are made with natural bamboo-based material uh, to kind of wick away the moisture. So they came in and said, hey, let's, let's, uh, let's make these and sell these. They started doing it. Uh, it. It certainly caught on. And this exposure on Bloomberg uh, is, is going to be really big, I think, for the company. She's uh, uh, an Oh, forget Bloomberg. Us talking about it right here. Well, we yeah, talk that, about exactly. it. Boom. Sales, baby. <laughs> Boom. Through the roof. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. And, and it's a great opportunity. And as she said in our, our interview, uh, that we have on the site there, you know, she's looking at this from an exposure standpoint, but also the ability, uh, to tell her story and to go out and get investors and, uh, uh, to do that quote unquote elevator pitch, say, Hey, this is who we are. This is why our product, uh, makes sense. So uh, a cool story. And I hope, uh, I hope she really benefits from it. All right, so the website, by the way, is CoolRevolutionPJs.com, right? CoolRevolutionPJs, yep. CoolRevolutionPJs.com. And, and may, I, may I say to the people of, of Cool Revolution, forgive me, uh, Gary Dick, I'm just, I'm just pushing you to the side here, how you are not a sponsor of Mox and the Mock and Rob show is beyond comprehension. I cannot even, be- I cannot believe it, Gary Dick. The money being left on the table, I don't even know how this is possible. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm speechless, Tony. You know what? You should be a sponsor of mine, too. This is just savagery. I love it. I love it. Good so on take, you. All the best. Under, yes, take it under advisement, yes. CoolRevolutionPJs.com. Uh, if you ever want to do a photo shoot with, with both Mock and uh, Gary Dick, we can make that happen. <laughs> we got that skill set. We have cameras. Gary Dick, thank you. Appreciate it.